Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jones of all ages, welcome to the main event of the evening. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Yo, yo! Yo, Joe! Hey, 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 it's me, the Chief. You always get me with that beginning bit, it's amazing. And I'm Chris McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80 from The Full Force, and this one. Yes, yes, yes again. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm just coming off the back, gross, of uh, the dreaded Lurgy, which I think I picked up in New York from some gross New Yorkians, or... I uh, got it off Brian Goldner, the CEO of Hasbro, for rubbing him too close when uh, I took a selfie with him. But other than that, I'm doing all right, just lots of sniffles. How are you, mate? Yeah, I am in a similar vein. I have been ill now, I think, going back to possibly November, still, some ailments. And I think I'm tracing it back. (laughs) crazy. I think I'm tracing it back to around the time when I stopped being pescatarian and started going meat fish and dairy free so i am i am there is a causal link between going plant-based and me being constantly ill that's weird yeah maybe it's your body is like kind of going oh but i need it so much that's it you're in like withdrawal yeah yeah made some uh made some vegan yorkshire puddings today though they were quite nice lovely stuff also i need a chair (laughs) um yes uh, yeah, I'm not saying that the that the house is chairless and you know I'm just standing or sitting on the floor all the time. What I'm saying is in the loft. So, what I on a, on occasion I would use the big bean bag, but that now covers the loft hole, as I think I've previously Oi. discussed. Yeah, uh, to stop light and sound going down through the loft hatch. Cover your loft and hole. Now I'm sitting on kind of like a milking stool which I've been using for, you know, the last nine months, I would say. To milk yourself or other things? To, uh, well, no, just, just because, I don't know, there's nothing really else to sit on up in the loft. But I've now decided I want to get a chair, and I've been investigating gaming chairs. Oh, nice. I used to have an X-Rocker. It's retro gaming. Yeah, that's it, that's it. I'm retro gaming, that's what I'm playing. So don't be shaming, cause then you'll be failing. Nintendo power, not in the shower. Sega for the ages, ghouls and ghost rages. Atari Jaguar, how did it get that far? Sony Playstations, gave me sensations. And now I have to go. And do some retro gaming. I said retro gaming, and I'm out. And but well, that kind of came about. It was kind of a dual thing: is that I don't want to be cramped up anymore, and also with my new gaming setup up here, it's kind of. Oh, the other thing is, I'll come back to the, the chair in a minute. I got the audio extractor came yesterday. Right. So now I can. Uh, pl- I think we talked about this. If not, it's going to make no sense to anyone no, we except did. me and you. We did. Okay, so I've got this monitor with no speakers. So I plugged this audio extractor thing, tried it out on the, the Xbox 360. So I took the HDMI straight into this extractor box and then took another HDMI lead out of the extractor into the monitor, 
for video and then took a um, RCA cable out of the extractor into a 3.5mm audio jack into a portable speaker and it worked. Now, so I bet it uh, looks now like I've got, I can now get sound playing on this monitor. Uh, I bet it looks like you spilled spaghetti all down the back of your. Oh, it's cable oh, overload. It's like spaghetti junction. Um, sweet. But anyway, yeah. So I was thinking, I had an old X Rocker back in the day, many years ago, and I'm thinking about getting a new one. So I had, did a little bit of research online. There is a few different brands, but X Rocker seems to be a really good one. But they they're, they're pretty pricey. I mean, you're looking at around sort of ninety, hundred quid for like a basic model. Yikes. And this will be, you can get ones that literally sit on the floor, so they kind of, you know, they kind of got a rocking motion, but they've got speakers, subwoofer, speakers on yeah. the sides. Yeah, I've seen those. Plug them in, and then you get other ones which are kind of on pedestals, which can obviously lift it off the floor and have got a swivel. So like a set plan swing. So what right. I did was, I wanted one to record this episode here now. So yesterday, I ordered from Argos an X-Rocker Adrenaline, and it said collect from your local Sainsbury's branch, because they've got an Argos in there, uh, tomorrow, which right. i.e. today. So I thought that's ideal, because I'm working from home today. I'll get the text, go and pick it up. The other thing was, I found it on eBay for 90 quid, but in Argos it was 160. But what I thought is, I'll buy it from Argos for 160, see if it fits through the loft hatch, and it's comfortable. If it does, I'll just take it back and order one from eBay. Nice. But I got the text at like 5 o'clock, 5pm today, saying it's ready for collection. The problem was, I've since then collected the kid from school. Yeah. The missus is still at work. I had Lockdown, no opportunity mate. to go and get it. So now Lockdown. I'm going to get it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. So hopefully, uh, when we record next week, I'll be sitting in a comfy chair doing, doing the jazz, so to speak. Inside Chief's chair. Yeah, it's all going to go wrong. I just got—I know it right now. It's not going to fit through the loft hatch. I'm going to scrape the leather as I'm pushing it up through, and then I won't oh, be able to yeah. take it back. Then I'll spend 160 quid anyway. That's probably a story for next week, I imagine. Yeah, that'll be an Inside Chief's. Yeah, underpants next yeah. time. Uh, I'm really hungry. You? Well, yeah, it's like I it's like 3:15 p.m. where you are. So, are you hungry? Is that a hunger time for you in general? It's 3:22. It's time for snacks. Snacks. Snack, snack, attacker. Chief and Chris, like on Solo and Chewbacca. I'm travelling through hyperspace to get some snacks. Snack, 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 snack. Snack, snack, attacker. Uh, I'm going first this week. Go for it. I've got a bananito. Let me try that again. Bananito. B A N A N. It's bananas. Basically, I saw these on a shelf uh, in Sainsbury's, and there was loads of them. They're all these banana bars with different things added to them. This is a. This is. This says it can't write. It's white writing on a yellow wrapper. Ooh, Whose idea was that? That was that's bad from the marketing team right there. And I got my contacts in, which makes you know you think I could see better, but it actually makes my eyesight worse. So it says. This is I'm struggling here. One whole banana. I can't read that word. One whole banana. Yeah. One banana whole banana. Whole. I think it says, and some nuts. Hmm. Lovely but stuff. Not, not sure. So you're getting small. the can balls there. That's yeah. Nice. Let me take a picture of it before I open it up because um, it's a very small bar. Well, we've all been there. Right. Let me go. Open it up. Oh look, it's it's like oh dear, what is this? It's like a. I'll take a picture of this as well now. God, what? There's terrible planning on this show. There you go. I'm going to have a go. 
Well, fifty percent poor planning. Oh, by me, yeah. <laughs> it's um, can't taste any banana. Oh, that's perfect with a banana bar. Can't isn't really it? taste any nuts. All I taste is like so kind of a, a stodgy sweetness. Have you turned into Banana Ito Man yet? This is 29 Acacia Road, and this is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing double life. For when Eric eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Eric is Banana Man, ever alert for the call to action. But... Bananito. Bananito. Peanut crunch. Not getting any crunch. Um, nah, not rating that at all. Trouble is, I bought five different varieties of this bar. So you're going to be getting more of these next week. Oh, they're going to be gross. Just burn. What have you got? I have gone for something yet again that I have eaten in the past. Uh, we actually b- grabbed a bag of these on the way up uh, during the big move from Missouri to Rhode Island. And they are a bag of Bark Thins snacking chocolate. It sounds like they're for dogs, but they're not. Wait a minute. Bark also, Thins? Sounds like they're something off a tree or something <laughs> off a shark. Exactly. Well, Thins as in T-H, not Thins. Oh, okay. So Bark Thins snacking chocolate. I've got the dark chocolate pretzel with sea salt. And I'm, I'm telling you now before I've even opened it and got my gob around it. They are absolutely gorgeous. It's kind of all like, it's not a uniform chocolate size inside there. It's just kind of like, kind of like as if they've got like a whole bar of it and then just obliterated it in the bag. Uh, it's really, really nice. So here we go. Mm. Oh, yeah. Lovely stuff. I've noticed there is definitely a... You have a much higher hit rate of success than I do in this segment. It's because I cheat. Yeah, you have stuff you've had before, so you know it's good. I'm trialling stuff that's junk. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should keep up that trend. I do. <laughs> we can we can switch it up a little bit in the future, but... Tell you what I did have, though. I did buy the other day from Marks & Spencer in their free-from aisle. They had a dairy-free dark chocolate bar, and I would say it was most definitely the best dairy-free oh. chocolate I've had. I think it's there's one called Vigo, which is in like I think it's Vigo, something like that, and it's in like in Eastern European countries, or it might be German. I can't remember which one, but effect it honestly it is the most amazing chocolate I've ever had. That's vegan, right? Um, yeah, but this is really nice. This non this snacking chocolate is incredible. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what I was. Gonna say. I was a, there's a massive pregnant pause there, but um, I think oh, I was going to say I had a You're brain pregnant? melt. So what I was going to say was, did you see the news? Yeah. Because on um, on the other pod I do, Out of Timers, we do unappreciated oh, sequels. You, and man, uh, the I one hope we, you talk about the, this show on the Out of Timers as much as you talk about the Out of Timers on this show. The, the one, no, what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm linking in now, because something I want to talk to you about, is that we do unappreciated sequel movies, and we just watched Back to the Future 3. Right. But in fact, we recorded that last week, but that won't see, that won't be out probably a week after this comes out. Right. But, uh, and Ben's like, oh yeah, um, it's really good that that's a, a, a complete trilogy and there's no remake or anything. And literally the next day, he posted <laughs> me an article saying, oh, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland is in talks about a remake. <laughs> so what is that Amazing. all about? Amazing. Amazing. Uh, thoughts on that? Thoughts on uh, that remake? Or I have to tr- say, Tom Holland in, in a kind of visual sense 
would probably be perfect as a Martin McFly replacement, you know, as a Michael yeah. J. Fox replacement. I, I don't mind really. I mean, it's not like it's not like they haven't done this to every single franchise in the known universe. There aren't yeah. any like untouchable franchises, I don't think. Really, I mean, you could say that Star Wars has had revamps. You know, that they've had on two occasions had two. Yes, they're in the same universe, but at this, but they're completely, you know, not even recognisable. Is that the original is trilogy? That, are episodes four, five, and six unrebootable? Could you would, ever imagine an episode four remake? Well, yeah, I can because time is all it takes um, for for films to kind of like maybe. You see, the, the the thing with Star Wars as well is that Lucas kept going back to them and kind of adding to those originals. So, like you know, like doing better CGI and all this kind of stuff. And I say yeah. better, I, I use that term very loosely in the way that you've got this kind of like kind of gross CGI thrown over the top of you know really solid yeah. for the time practical effects. Am I right in thinking that you can't get on a stream or a DVD or Blu-ray? The original theatrical release. I believe that's correct. Yeah, I think the original, okay. the very, very original theatrical release is only alive in. I've got, I've got the VHSs. I'm looking at them here. I've got VHS widescreens. I don't. Th- I think because I had like not the original. I had when they, when they first brought out the VHS trilogy. Wait a minute. I'm going to get. I'm go on. Carry on. I'm just walking over here a second. Carry when on. they first brought out the VHS trilogy, like ages back, like shortly after Return of the Jedi. I say shortly after Return of the Jedi. It was probably years after Return of the Jedi, and I remember having that. And I know that they're not. It's it's not like the original kind of movie version. I I do actually have a new hope on MP3 on MP4 on my computer which I believe is the original 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 cut right. of the movie which again yeah I've got that sorry you just sent me that black box set didn't you the special edition yeah. box set I have that but they they had added all of the bloody things at that point hadn't they they'd added Correct. all that that is that's the VHS versions of the when his first tweaks mm. of CGI, and I'm sending you another picture. I've got these yep. VHSs, yep. which are the VHSs pre-special edition. Yeah. So these are, I have got the theatrical releases. Yeah. I think, yeah, it just got out of hand. Excuse me. It kind of just got out of hand because he kept releasing new versions every couple of years. There'd be like yeah. a new editions, and this has been improved. Jabba was improved like six times or something stupid, three or four times. And you're just thinking, oh, God's sake, just... You know, just let that live as it is. But because that was done, I feel like he was almost protecting it from yeah. being like rebooted completely, which I think was his. I think possibly crossed his mind yeah. at some the point. Ki- that- the, the, for me, a lot of the killers are the change to dialogue. So even oh, things God, where like, yeah. you know, Hans in the Sarlacc oh, pit, when the f- the and he uh, Lando's got the thing. gun, and he's like, "Hey, wait! I thought you were blind." And he says, "It's all right, trust me." And it's been redubbed as, "It's all right, I can see a lot better now." Don't move, Lando! Oh wait, I thought you were blind. It's all right, I can see a lot better. Don't move. Little higher. Little higher. I know, I know. I mean, and what is just, that all about? Not just that. But what about the newest change to the originals that are on Disney Plus, where Greedo says McClunky? What? Yeah, Oscar. I bet you have. McClunky. Have you not heard that yet? No, no, no. Oh my god, it went around the internet for f***ing ages when this happened. When Disney Plus dropped, they brought out the... Obviously, they put the, you know, the original movies on there too. Yeah. 
And when I think we, we get it in the UK on the 24th of March. Yeah, but it was. I'm talk, this was global news. This okay. was like, this was everywhere. There were memes and everything. Um, just type in McClunky into Google and you'll see what I'm talking about. But like all of a sudden, I was watching the movie and I heard it and I'm, I didn't. I kind of twigged it, but just thought, oh, that's something I've never really noticed before in the film. <laughs> it's just before he gets shot, right. he just yells McClunky, and it's like what. And then it's like McClunky. And then if you <laughs> if you watch it again, you're kind of like, holy sh! What? Why did they do that? Like, I have no idea. I still have no clue why they added that for this release on Disney Plus. It makes Bizarre. zero sense. Yeah. Anyway, enough. Anyway, that's enough Star Wars minds. chat. We're Jesus. here for a, we're here for GI Joe chat, specifically GI Joe comic talk. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Ham arrives then Chief and Chris discuss them woe Comic talk, oh, comic talk Larry Ham arrives then Chief and Chris discuss them woe well, That took a while, didn't it? Yeah. So, let's um, let's look at the covers, first of all. 167. Seduction. So, we've got the, the A cover is by S.L. Gallant, and it's, uh, yeah, Baroness kind of on a rug. At least she's covered up, though. There's only, like, yeah. little bits and pieces. In front of the fireplace. See. I like that she's laying on a snow serpent jacket and helmet. Yes. I yes. think that's amazing. And did you notice the two characters in the... Well, three characters... In the uh, fireplace, you've got... No, because I've got actually cover B on my issue, so I've only right. got the small insert of A on the inside cover, so it's So there's, it's a Cobra Commander, there's a Cobra Commander mask in the middle that kind of acts as a keystone for right. the fireplace. Yep. And then either side, you've got Firefly on the left and Crystal Ball on the right holding up the plinths. Okay. Which I think is really cute. In any case, just, just noticed that. Yeah. I've actually got cover B by Ron Wagner, which is it's a really nice one, actually. Wagoo. Uh, crystal ball with firefly yes looking, you know looking iceberg at, uh, iceberg yep in the in the have, crystal ball have you ever seen a rise of pentor arise yes have you ever noticed the white iceberg things that happen in the uh in that no so when they when they zip over to wherever it is like the arctic circle or north pole or whatever and um i can't remember where they are and duke is there and he's talking about the fact that his drinks turned into a popsicle right. Do you remember that bit Mm, possibly okay well yeah it's been a while so anyway when he when he kind of turns over and his coffee comes out and it's a popsicle they, they zoom in on him and next to him is iceberg who's been black literally the previous scene is white now <laughs> and nice. then Special and camo. then yeah and then when they're on the tomahawk and they're flying through cobra island and you know all of the vipers are kind of like chasing the tomahawk which has kind of had some damage and it's about to crash Iceberg is out the back of the or out the side of the tomahawk shooting at the dreadnoks, and he's white there as well. It's like white iceberg, twiceberg. Yeah, nice. Well, not keep, nice. Keep, but... a, keep an eye out for that if you're watching the Rise of Pentor Rise again. Okay. Cover of 168, main cover by SL Gallant. Again, I don't have this one, I've just got the small insert, but it looks really cool. It looks like sort of snow serpents. Yeah, it's Blizzard sneaking up on a snow serpent. He's, he's taking a few out in the background. There's, there's one also like in the for in the background behind the glass kind of he's supposed to be on security detail or something he's just kind of l- sitting back chilling out as if he's like falling asleep or something um and then along this walkway that blizzard's kind of creeping up to this snow serpent there are two snow serpents behind him that are on the deck so he's he's taking them out you know silently should we say the i've got cover b which on the insert 
inside the cover, it says cover B by Herb Trimpe, but on the cover itself, it says cover by Ron Wagner. Yeah, so, weird. This is Firefly and Crystal Ball again. Crystal Ball's not, eyes look weird. Yeah, not quite as good as the the previous cover, I don't think, of no. Crystal Ball and Firefly. But, um, no. you know, they're in the issue, so I guess it's, you know, fair. Fair uh, game. So we're going to do 167, 168. What we should do now is do a quick recap of last time on G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. Cobra's assault on G.I. Joe's HQ proved unsuccessful. But although the assault failed, Destro and Zartan's plan to free the Baroness from the Joes worked. Destro and Baroness flew back to Broca Beach, Cobra's temporary headquarters, and boarded a submarine against Cobra Commander's wishes. When Shipwreck and his crew of maritime G.I. Joes got involved, a full-out battle broke out as Cobra Mores assaulted both Destro and the Joes. When the smoke cleared, the Joes lived to fight another day, and Destro set course for his homeland of Scotland. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Nicicles. So these, these couple of issues cover multiple things. Destro, like we like you said, they're going back to Scotland and then coming back to New York because he's pissed off with Cobra Commander. Uh, the Joes, there's a big Joe force in the Arctic, or a small Joe force in the Arctic, uh, uncovering secret goings on. North Pole. Uh, North, what did I say? North Arctic. Polar Ice Cap is where they're at. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair dues. Uh, that's correct. Um, <laughs> and then you've got Crystal Ball and Firefly uh, assaulting the, what was the building? It wasn't the Empire State Building, was it? Chrysler, I want to say. Chrysler Building, uh, and stuff goes on there. But we'll, you know, we'll take you through what happens if you haven't read the issues. Starts out with, you know, this this nice Joe Snow Force or, or Cold Specialists. Yeah, I like the callbacks here because obviously this is completely direct relation to that uh, issue two of A Real yep. American Hero. So that whole Panic at the North Pole story where, you know, we see, we introduce, we get introduced to Quinn. We have what effectively was the Russians playing kind of, if like tricks on the US by beaming out these low frequency i suppose waves, like manipulation yeah. waves to yeah. kind of make them uneasy and and paranoid and so which on which then so got forth. kind of uh, cobra took hold of that kind of ploy didn't it for the pterodromes exactly exactly and then obviously that's what larry's kind of you know kind of harking back to now in this and they even mention it you know it uh cold front even says this is the place where the soviets were experimenting yada 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 yeah. so yeah now now of these characters everyone he does a he does a first page name check everyone calls out someone else's name just to let you know who's involved so someone name checks blizzard and iceberg and cold Frostbite front and blizzard. i don't know who cold front is cold front's the driver of that avalanche right got it Okay, and in that very first, that very first speech bubble on the whole page, he says, uh, "We've lost the, we can't pick up the IR signature from the snowcat, and there's no W in the snow." Yeah, I wonder if that is down to them change. Like, I don't, I'm not aware of any changes to snowcat in the toys, chain having no. to change to that. But well, no, because later might on in the issue, to do, on the issue he actually calls it snowcat with a W. That's weird. Uh, then yeah, I don't, I don't know what it must be a typo. Then in that case, yeah, no, but it's good stuff. They they come across the and the reason we find out later the reason they're there is because Colonel Joe Colton or is he General Joe Colton, whatever his rank is, his special pulse rapid beam projector thingy, that whole setup. They've noticed that there's some rogue stealth satellites in the sky, and they've worked out that if those satellites were to open up all their sensor arrays the place they'd be pointing to would be this former Russian base, which is why this team has been sent out there to investigate yeah. that. Correct. So 
that's it's really nice because at the beginning you they kind of put it under the guise of we've been sent out here to do some you know recon or whatever but then later on as these two issues progress you actually get background as to what led them out there which is quite nice story progression yeah loving the art in this as well but what i would say is um there's a really cute bit where cold front is asked to access the joe database and so he flips open the The laptop laptop And instead of like an apple or usually they have a star lit up on the back, he's got like a little like bomb with a little kind of, you know, like the fuse is lit on it kind of thing. Very cute. The fuse is lit and I'm about to go boom. Um, Speaking about the art here, creative team, obviously Larry Harmer's writing, SL Gallant is artist, inkers Gary Erskine and colours are by Jay Brown for this issue. And let me just have a quick check to see what the second one is. Uh, Exactly the same crew, so sweet yeah art is really nice i thought that into the second issue you know we'll discuss when we maybe get to it it i felt it was a little bit darker and maybe a bit sort of bit heavier handed with with the art but when i come across some panels and pages i'll i'll try and reference that oh i can i know exactly what you're talking about yeah especially when blizzard turns up yeah it just looks a little bit kind of everything has got thicker black lines and everything's a little bit more I don't know. Dark. I think I think there was a rush getting this on out the second issue yeah, out. To be possibly. honest, but anyway, we'll come back. We'll come to that in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So the Joes uh, are, are suddenly, you know, they thought okay, there's snow serpents in the area, but then suddenly they are surrounded. So it was almost like a, a set up a trap. And I love or, that. Or cobra there were just wolf. cobras around, and they sent off. They set off some kind of sensor arrays. The Joes, and so the cobras are there. And then we we move a little bit over to Scotland, and this really kind of harkened back to some of those issues i think it was maybe in the late 60s or 70s whenever it was yeah uh, of the marvel the numbers, run when not the years <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, when uh, destro was back in castle destro and he's got all his crew properly uniformed up in kilts yeah and sergeant you know, major razor yeah, yeah, looking the part and, you know i love all that kind of stuff and it's back on those those lines which is really cool yeah big time and sergeant major i really like as well as a character he's like i I, I like destro in that there's this weird honorable streak that kind of runs through him and his organization yet he deals with some of the world's worst and sometimes he's evil and sometimes he's kind of like you can't hate him and then sometimes you kind of think well i have to it's like there's a weird thing with destro and I don't think there's ever he's ever really been he's never been fully fleshed out as a character to me in the this is who he is. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I think not, I think there potentially was that arc in the Action Force, wasn't there? Weekly, yeah. where he loses his memory and stuff, where, you know, he takes centre stage and gets quite a lot of characterization. But in actual G.I. Joe Real American Hero, I think you're right, actually. I, think I mean no, I, you know, I for a I character think, that's had that much page yeah, time, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I don't mean his character hasn't been developed. I mean, like, I still don't know. I just don't know who he is, whether he's... And, and you don't have to be one or the other, but I yeah. feel like that you could... I don't know. It's just... It's odd that some... It, it, it's like just how he feels during on the day. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, the, the whole thing with his him being pissed off with Cobra Commander, that isn't necessarily a good trait. No. Just, it's kind just of like, he's, it's yeah. kind of like what they used to call him wrestling. He's like a tweener. So he's not a face, he's not a heel, he's kind of straddling the line. Yeah, that sounds um, hideous, but yeah, tweener, he does yeah. sound like a tweener. Um, but Cobra Commander is pissed off because Destro's uh, buggered off with the in the sub with the Baroness, so he is effectively pulling all the contracts from Mars Yeah, and signed up with someone new, which we'll find out later who that is, Return from the Past, and Destro has got kind of tracking chips in all the 
goods that he sold Cobra Commander. So he's like, activate all these chips. We want to find out, you know, what's going on. So, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what his... At this stage, you don't really know what Destro's plan is. No, that's the other thing. You know, He's almost like... Merklin from the Visionaries. You never know what his bloody agenda is. Like yeah. you don't know what it is. I still don't think we find out at the end of these two issues, do we? No, we don't. We don't. We no. never find out what Destro is going to be because you have to. They have to keep him in a certain place. And if he if he veers too much to the good side, then he becomes a good guy. If he veers too much to the bad side, he becomes a bad guy. So they keep him in this kind of area, I think, to make him that, like you say, the tweener. Yeah. But then we go over to we go back to Manhattan at that point. We go to we? Manhattan. There's you know not much happens there just it's reintroducing of joe and jane and this you know super pulsar weapon thing they've got mainframe's trying to calibrate it isn't he that's it yeah for me it starts getting interesting when we get a crystal ball and it just says somewhere in the southern united states and this is my favorite bit of dialogue from this issue he's He's in some building which just says psychic on the front window. <laughs> um, and he's in this ramshackle place with some uh, larger lady who's obviously trying to get some kind of reading or fortune told. And um, his line is, I tell it like it is, lady. I'm no mere charlatan. Actually, no, it's Fireflow, says it. Get out. You don't have a future, you pathetic cow. You only have a tomorrow full of regret and unfulfilled promises. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a point, yeah, literally, because yeah. he comes out with a f- knife. Yeah, and then that's it. Yeah, so I don't know how these two hooked up. These two, Firefly, well, back Firefly, in his camo, which yeah. is nice. And then it's Crystal nice to Ball. see him, yeah. yeah. It's nice to see both of them, actually, because, I mean, you get... what What's happening here is, obviously, Firefly wants to... He wants to utilise Crystal Ball's very interesting kind of special abilities yeah, in, and, in effectively and, seeing the future. And a couple of points there... Number one, uh, or three things. Number one, Crystal Ball. Had he showed up? I think he had showed up in one special missions, hadn't he, before? Yeah, he was in that one with the uh, baseball. That's it. Wasn't he? I think, yeah, possibly. Or not in the sewers, was he? No, in the baseball one, I think. I think he was in the baseball one. I think he had one appearance, possibly. So it's interesting that Larry's decided to bring him back. Secondly, what's the deal with his psychic abilities where he can see short-term future? Is that just accepted that he's got some kind of... Well, it was in his file card as well. There was okay. a, there was talk of that, you know, like hinted at his uh, abilities in that sense. So yeah, he, and, that it's it's known, I suppose. Yeah. And thirdly, I can't. You, I think you're about to explain, it and I cut you off. What's Firefly's plan? Why are these two hooking oh, okay. up? Okay. So yeah, well, that's that's why I said to utilize his abilities uh, to see the short term future because they're about to. Yeah, but to do what? Well, he. Uh, have you not read ahead? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they obviously end up assaulting the Chrysler building. But what was their? I what was their mission? Well, he has to break into the Chrysler building. The whole point is, on Cobra Commander's behalf, they want to get this weapon that the Joes have, or they want to prevent the weapon that the Joes have from being utilised. So they know about it. Destro right, okay, knows about and they're it. sending in these two clowns plus yeah, the Night so, Creepers. And the Night Creepers, yeah. So Firefly is kind of going, well, I've got to get in this building somehow, and I've got the Night Creepers to help with the assault, the frontal assault, um, but we need to kind of sneak in to give them a, a doorway in shall we say so uh to sneak in they he needs to he needs to uh utilize those abilities from crystal yes. balls to see yeah. into the short-term future yeah. but they're trying to st- i can't i couldn't work out what they're trying what they're actually physically trying to steal uh it's not stealing necessarily it will be it's firefly he he blows up. right okay she's gonna so he's up. going into like either destroy what the joes are doing up there or yeah. to recon to get the information to take what they need from that place 
you know, it, it's, it is what it is. It's a mission to the top of the Chrysler building. Here we go. Now, this is what I'm talking about. When I'm turning a few pages, we're in the, the Arctic. There's a couple of nice Arctic pages. Then the next couple, it's kind of like a bit thick, heavy inks. Yeah, really, bad, seriously. Yeah, yeah. It no, just... no, it's odd, isn't it, that that happens? Yeah. I think there was a push for time. In all Possibly. honesty, and I think that is yeah, because if you you literally scan between the two page the two double yeah. pages, and the cobra wolf on that second page is like really thick lines all over it, and you're thinking why? It's not yeah. necessary. Yeah, I mean this is good Arctic action. This is you know the Joes have been captured except for Blizzard. He's like a one man Rambo, picking <laughs> picking off the bad guys one by one. You know, it's it's good action. It's good quality stuff. I love it. I, and Blizzard's one of my favourite characters as well. I thought he was always really cool. The toy's really cool, but we might hear about that later. Um, and yeah, and what, what something else I really enjoy about it is this thing of like, you know, he's the what's the word? He's like the monkey in the no he's monkey in the, the wrench spanner in the works. Or he's Flying the guy. The he's he's the die. He's the diehard yeah. at the moment. Yeah. He's. McLean yeah. and like they they're not aware that he's a problem and the Joe the other Joes are thinking well you know he's got to be out here he's got to know what's going on he's got to be following us and then yeah we find out later that that was the case yeah yeah um thoughts on Darklon resurfacing as the yeah. as the man who is the uh, Cobra commander's go-to arms supplier now yeah that is interesting and again like I think it's quite interesting in that I did kind of expect in the way that Sneak Peek was brought back in a bad way and then Larry had to then kind of retcon him in and we'll find that out very shortly actually in the next couple of issues how he retconned Sneak Peek back into the fray. Yeah. With Darklon I feel like it's more of a I wish I'd done more with Darklon so I'm just going to do more with Darklon and yeah. then we can just say that he didn't die and make that clear at the beginning as opposed to bring him back and then everyone yeah. goes. Well was he... Was he ever presumed... I mean, Destro says here, Darklon, he's dead, buried in the rubble of his castle after well, I ordered I a missile strike on it. Was he ever actually... There was no confirmation. There was only... We, I remember the in the issue very distinctly, they just fired a missile where he was. He was standing in his room in the yeah. top of that castle. I can't even remember the issue. The missile hits, like, pretty much bang on, and you just thought, yep, he's dead. Because it's like, there's hardly any time to react. It's like, oh, there's a missile coming and yep. bang it takes out the whole castle so you just well you assume he's dead in that sense but i never thought for a second that he was fully dead yeah i just okay. thought he'll be coming back so i think this is this is an easier return for yep. for larry than the sneak peek one when you see the retcon he does for sneak peek you're like what okay. um another another question from me uh, as standard uh, chief doesn't understand it uh, why are they moving the pit to throw cobra off why why do they think that cobra still think the pit is where they thought it was <laughs> i guess it's just keep them on their toes right okay all right that's fine that's all like a random really... movement is it yeah all right and lastly for this issue there's a bit right at the end of the issue the last panel scarlet says and they're talking about blizzard he sent a code to say that he's you know out there he's going to be he sent a, a saying, cold front sweeping off iceberg may cause blizzard conditions and frostbite so he's named all the joes in in his kind of in his youtube in video his yeah but at the end so they're like yeah blizzard's on the case scarlet says nobody ever liked blizzard all that much where did that come from <laughs> she just absolutely slaked this guy's a she's saying blizzard must have used a satellite bounce and then routed the signal through numerous cutouts before a remote site did the actual posting an admiral job of avoiding the commo channels that cobran might be monitoring 
Nobody ever liked Blizzard all that much. He does his job, Scarlet. That's all that counts. Yeah. What's her beef with Blizzard? Is there something we don't know behind the scenes? I think that's Larry saying that out loud. I don't think it's Scarlet. I think Larry's saying, I never never like Blizzard. Right. (laughs) I think Scarlet and Blizzard were having a thing, and then he did the dirty on her, and so now she's like, none of this jerk. Anyway, right, so, oh, brilliant. On this next second page of the next issue, we get Cobra Commander back on his tuk-tuk. Yay! With his bicycle driver and your televiper with the uh, with the mobile phone again. It's quite, I, I think it's quite brutal that the uh, Cobra forces are dragging the Joes by their f-ing wrists behind yep. them in the yep. snow on foot. But yeah, the tuk-tuk's adorable. And we get to see the televiper running by the side of it the whole time with his phone showing him what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, this is where, you know, you get a bit of uh, Crystal Ball as well in the sewers where he's predicting what's going to happen. He's klaxon sirens, flashing lights. and sirens, yeah. And this is kind of, I think Larry's taking the piss a little bit here because he's getting Crystal Ball to see the short-term future, which is kind of generally obvious stuff that's going to happen when you're breaking into a high-security place. You're going to get klaxon sirens and flashing yeah. lights. And then yeah. Firefly's like, let's just see what the fiber optics reveal. And he's like, actually, I'll, I'll trust to actual, you know, science and, um, you know, electric devices you know rather than having to rely on your stupid psychic ability <laughs> kind of pointlessly brought him in the first place yeah, really isn't yeah, it exactly exactly yeah i mean this is it's all very much very similar kind of stuff going on in this issue you're kind of you know zipping about about back and forth to all these different places and we're seeing the development of the of the story very slowly i think it works well though i think we had one previously was, was it where there was a there was an aerial battle and something else going on at the same time and I think yeah. I commented that we just wanted the aerial battle, didn't we? I think I think zipping between the two hurt it a little bit. Here we've almost got three locations, but for me it works. For this is you know it's a similar scenario, but it works really well. Yeah, they're all moving at a similar pace. They're all going towards effectively the same place as well, aren't they? Every yeah. everyone's kind of aiming in the same direction. they're all slightly interconnected. So when you see the Joes and Colton <laughs> in the Chrysler building, that's directly relating to another storyline that's happening and yeah. the arctic stuff directly related to the pit stuff so yeah and here he is i've turned the page and here's your man sneak peek sneaky peeky so is this because Dusty turns up is this because like you pointed out in the previous issue sneak peek appeared in a few panels they don't think he said anything did he but he just appeared yeah he said and, a couple of things oh, but he? yeah he, yeah he was with spirit when they were doing the recon and everything and, oh that's right yeah. yeah and so now obviously i can only imagine there were tons of letters and yep. editorial on Larry's case saying, what the hell are you doing? You better fix this. Yeah. So Dusty confronts Sneak Peek because they were together in Benzene. when Sneak, Sneak Peek, Peek carried him. I mean, Dusty carried one. him, didn't Dusty he? Dusty yeah. carried a dead body. And, um, and told his mum and dad. And Sneak Peek's acting like a right d- here. Dusty's like, I want an explanation. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. I'm sorry, Lols. Dusty. You don't have a need to know. Obviously, this is a serious situation for him. Yeah. And he can't tell him, but he doesn't have to be such a hole about it does he really well why can't he tell him i don't know because i can't remember these stories so i'm I'm taking it this gets fleshed out yeah yeah there's there's a huge retcon as to what what's been going on and it's because he was in deep deep cover so he can't tell dusty what the situation is until all of that has been like debriefed and i'll um sorted forward to that yeah another and then what i spotted on the next page is and you get very little of this. I'm I'm struggling to pick out examples, but uh, Blizzard has come up behind one of these wolf drivers and the stabbed viper. him in the ice viper, stabbed him in the neck or the back, and there's big Fuck. blood splatters. And I can't yeah. remember many other scenes in the comic and the G.I. Joe comic that have actually shown blood. 
No, but this uh, this a real American hero series does start to get more and more brutal as you go, and by the end, by the time you catch up, you'll be like, wow, like really? it, it gets super brutal. Like okay. you know that Larry doesn't cut any corners anymore, and the the art is always like very you know violent and very kind of yeah they don't they they don't like you know leave up to the imagination as much. So this yeah. is just a precursor to that, really. Yeah, and uh, another explanation required for Chief. Destro and Baroness are in a... Is that a raven? Night raven? Night raven, yep. They're flying to New York, New York, are they? Yep. For what? Who's in New York? Well, they're flying to New York because he even says it. Like, he, he mentions it in the previous issue okay. when they're discussing and talking. He says, um, it's a hostile and unforgiving... Yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then he points at the Chrysler building on the screen and says, that's their whole card. What's up in the top floors um, of this skyscraper in Midtown Manhattan? So they kind of, you know, he mentions it, talks about it. And then at the end, he says, I have a lot to ponder. Yeah, so, I don't get it because his beef is with Cobra Commander. So I don't know. I don't get why he's going to the Chrysler building anyway. Well, he's already, I mean, that's one. He's already been, at, he's already been to Broca Beach. He could have dealt with whatever he was pissed off with Cobra Commander then. So he's not going to go back to Brocker Beach. Um, instead, he's going to go to New York and he's going to survey the the situation in Midtown Manhattan and eye eye up what the, what the problem is going down with the GI Joe team, what their threat level is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's what I got, gauge from it. It's just he's going there to follow up on these on this information that he's got gathered. So to me, it's just a natural progression in... He's done the Cobra thing and he's left that situation. Now he's going to New York and he's going to see what the whole fuss is about. That right. Why is Cobra doing this? Plus he's pissed off at Cobra. So to stop them doing what he... To stop Cobra doing what they're doing, which in, the, in effect is attacking G.I. Joe and trying to... You know, again, that's information he's aware of. He's going to yeah. try and stop it. Yeah. Okay. Well done. More more Arctic action here. Loads of stuff blowing up. Um, Blizzard has managed to free the other Joes. Uh, yeah, just laying the smack down. More heavy inking. I do like that of... move where he, he skis up on that kind of curved ice yeah, bit, does a backflip, and then like wraps them on the uh, yeah, the Cobra Wolf. Right up. It's well cool. Yeah, just just more solid action there, and then. We see Firefly and Crystal Ball coming up the stairs. Night Creepers are starting to take over. The Night Creepers are actually getting the helicopters in a different... They're in a different place. They're at Manhattan uh, Tours, or what, hel- helicopter tours. Yes. And they're nicking the helicopters so that they can uh, start their assault on the Chrysler building. Yeah. And uh, importantly, Dusty is bringing uh, black coffees with creamer on the side. <laughs> I like I like how that it's, they've made such a big deal out of the yeah. coffee, and then Duke's like, "Drink it down and stand by your stations as soon as you like." As if as if like, yeah. you know, this is it's it. Just we're, we're... Coffee, mate. You can have a coffee while you're dealing with your <laughs> in your yeah. office. Regarding those night creepers who are in these Manhattan Sky Tours choppers, there's a nice bit with Destro, and he says, uh, "Those two helicopters." Uh, they're not following the flight plan pre-registered by their company with the Port Authority and the FAA. And now nice I see why. It's a raiding party of night creepers. Knows some stuff, Brilliant. doesn't he? It's amazing. Brilliant. I love how they just draw this stuff out in movies and TV and comics where it's like... Do you remember in like Die Hard with a Vengeance when they're driving... He's trying. To, they're in the car and they're trying to get to the next spot, but they have to get like an ambulance to f- cut their way through the traffic. Do you remember that? Yes. 
Yes. And the way he is trawling off roads and and like where the hospitals are and all this kind of stuff, I'm thinking, what the f- a taxi driver in your f-ing spare time? There is no way you can know all that information about f-ing anything. Like it just always makes me laugh that, and I love that movie by the way. But um, I just always found find that funny in films. They trawl out this info that is like I don't know, super like and just the same thing here with Destro, like as if you'd know the flight plan for the, 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 that company's f-ing helicopters. Brilliant. Crystal Ball has done some hypnotizing action with his kind of shield thing. Yeah, and his uh, making everyone view him and Firefly as Joe and Jane. <laughs> that was really really funny which is which is nice good stuff and then kind of the issue the issue ends the last couple of pages they've called in 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 uh wherever they are in the <laughs> can arctic you see, whatever. can they've you see firefly's celebration can you see firefly's celebration when he tells him that they're there <laughs> i love it when everything goes right that one it, how funny is that and he's doing like a, like, it's like a leg fist up. pump with a <laughs> knees up mother brown yeah brilliant that was Amazing. nice that was nice and yeah basically the, the yeah the this airstrike thingy this pulsar doppler um laser thing pulse cannon has uh blasted all these cobras up in the snow wastes and the joes have escaped on a wolf and meanwhile firefly and crystal ball have been abandoned by the night creepers and they need to now break out effectively yeah they need to get out of there they need to shoot their way or fight yeah. their way out as uh, firefly says and then yeah we're left at that last panel with joe mainframe and jane kind of going all right let's get those two losers yeah. downstairs so have you knowledge of or have you read ahead do is that considered a two issue arc or does the next one it feels like the next one's going to continue where we left off there well this is or does the it thing, go a separate they, they direction they all seem to do that like all the issue there's no like real significant that's the end of this arc kind of that's the end of that chapter kind of job because okay. there's stuff that happens in uh, you know the, in the next issue you there's there's like a very minor element of the snow joes getting clearance and and landing uh in a different place with you know the the captured cobra wolf uh, and the and some of the troopers yeah but also ball crystal ball and firefly are still in trapped in and they have to get out and they go through the process of what they're doing but then also at the same time another story starts where snake eyes the arashikagi guys start kind of coming back into it again so there's it's difficult to say this is a clear cut onto the next thing because they okay. overlap and, and intertwine each time all right well we don't necessarily have to rank it we can just um when we when we get an isolated story we can always rank it then i think it's quite clean enough to yeah. right, do a yo joeage cool. for these two what do you uh, what, what's your, what are you going in with again love seeing arctic joes it's just and again like we're seeing like kind of this we're seeing the roster uh the gi joe roster really being utilized here we're seeing new characters brought in every issue almost and that's something that I just really, really adore. So that's always great. I thought, again, it was paced really nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. The winter stuff's, re- you know, the uh, the North Pole stuff's really fun. There's a nice throwback to the old school with the Quinn story and all that kind of jazz. So, I, yeah, I really like it and don't have any major issues with it. So I'm going to give it a solid mid seven yep i think i'm probably in the same boat there it's either a low seven or a mid seven but um you know like you said i've got no qualms with it um it's all 
good fast paced action I was at low seven until I saw Firefly celebrating again, and then it, it bumped <laughs> right. up to a mid seven. Done. I'm, I'm I'm doing the same. Mid seven. And now I can just see him celebrating again. Yeah. So <laughs> what was that? That was one. Was that one six six and one six seven? Let me have a look. Uh, yeah. One, no. One six, six seven. One six eight. Seven eight. Yeah. So seven, next eight. week we'll do one six nine and one seventy. All right. They're numbers. Yeah. Um, you hinted at what we, what we, what you might be discussing now. So let's find out if you were lying, if you were actually telling the truth. Because it's time for you to talk toys. Chris talks about toys, ho ho. Chris talks about GI Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Of course, I was telling the truth. It's Blizzard, mother yeah. Um Yeah, so Blizzard. Oh, what can I say about Blizzard other than it's just the most amazing figure ever? And also not. No, it is. It's great. I love him. So let's let's kind of get into some history of this bad boy. Now, we'll, I'll talk about the US release first, but in the UK, there's been there's kind of like a, a confusion as to when the figure comes out because I have heard in different places two different years and I think I'm gonna go with what I think and anyway we'll get to that in a second. But anyway, Blizzard version one, Arctic As- Attack Soldier, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, was released in nineteen eighty eight and he was just the coolest figure ever. So what you got with this particular figure one was an absolute shit ton of accessories, but also the design and the Cardar and all of those different factors. This is one of those figures where all of those com- those combinations of factors come together to make something really special. In my opinion, you can tell me yep. it's and that it's a crap figure. That's up to you, but it's not. I, in my opinion, I think he's amazing. So in terms of design, he is actually really, really cool and very original looking. So the problem I think a lot of the designers had back in the day with with Arctic figures and the kind of you know, the winter operations guys, was that you're always dealing with just white. And when you just have just all white, it it makes it very difficult to actually create and design and make something really interesting. What they did with Blizzard was just sensationally cool. So he's got like dark grey and brown accents on the the kind of gear as well uh, on his design. He's got little black knee pads or kind of dark grey black knee pads and these kind of panels on his thighs that are the same colour. The straps that run down the side and then this kind of like thin uh, kind of detailing down the middle which is in brown. The brown gloves with these big like chunky kind of blocks and stuff on them. Like they're really cool. He almost looks like a bit of Lego on one of his arms. He's Another thing that I really love about the uh, action figures that they do are the tampos and on his left bicep he's got this kind of like it's a polar bear with a lightning bolt behind it. And then I guess um, what would be like the shape of possibly, um, a, not a state, but um, you know when you see like like the state's shapes in the US, like you'll have like Texas yeah, yeah. on a badge or something. It kind of looks a bit like that. So maybe it's it's trying to say the North Pole or something like that behind it. But it's really cool tampo. I don't know too much about it in terms of, you know, whether it was copied off an original or like a an actual badge. If if that is the case, let us know because I'd love to know that that kind of stuff. And I loved all of the those kind of stickers and stuff. And and I say stickers, tampos and designs of badges and stuff. They're they're so cool. He does come without a helmet, 
It's obviously, sorry, a removable helmet. So he's got this really awesome head sculpt. Very kind of classic square-jawed, like, um, it's kind of like a brownie reddish hair colour um, with the, obviously, the same eyebrows and eye paint as well, the same. Uh, and the kind of, like, and this on his right bicep, he's got another kind of detail, like a block detail, very similar to the panels on his thighs. So there's a lot going on detail-wise, and his belt's got loads of cool stuff on it as well. So it's like, wow. In terms of accessories, holy sh**, this guy is decked out. So he comes with this backpack with two removable handles that are like bike handles with like brakes and everything. So it's like, what? And you kind of think, what are those for? Two skis that obviously can go on his feet or actually attached to his backpack. And two ice shoes, which also can be affixed uh, on his on his feet. And I think, I, I think you can put them on his backpack as well. He's got a pistol with wrapping on it, which is really cool. It's all in, it's cast in white plastic, but it's got this kind of wrap wrapping effect on it as if it's, you know, keeping it warm. Yep. And the same for his rifle, which has got the same kind of deal going on as well. Really kind of cool futuristic looking rifle as well but very very awesome he's got a very uh, a, a massive helmet Whee! which is like a half helmet which sits like almost like um do you remember in mask do you remember buddy hawks had this very similar helmet where it's like the visor and it sits just over his head but you can see the bottom of his mouth do you remember yeah. that in yeah. mask yeah again you can correct me if it's dusty Hayes i'm thinking about but i think it's buddy hawks who had that kind of half helmet and it's very similar to that. It's a little bit oversized. That's the only thing I would say about this toy is that the helmet is a little bit too big for the figure. But at the same time, he still looks really cool all geared up. Now, the actual figure comes with instructions on the bubble where, where the figure would sit on the bubble. There was like a little bit of blue uh, colouring on the card. Um, that would, uh, you know, show that's where the figure goes, that's where the bubble goes. Okay. And on that bit of card was a, a f instructions on how to use his backpack. And you could, the backpack is effectively, doubles as a, not only a backpack and a carrying system for his skis, but also you put the skis on and it becomes like this little mini vehicle, like a, almost like a luge kind of thing with skis right. on it. It's really neat. So that's what the handles are there for effectively, which I always thought was a weird, like, aesthetic choice um even though that's what they're for it just it, it does look very odd but again really cool at the same time yeah so that was the u.s version obviously um i will read his card out in a second but i'm also gonna back it up with what was written on his uk card so let's quickly flip over to the uk and talk about blizzard for a second because in 1988 that's when it's said that, or that's when it's kind of the, the uh, most people think the figure was released. I actually think it was 89, and there's a mistake has been made here because I remember getting Blizzard and having no prior knowledge of the character for, for Christmas in 89. And I got him, Outback, Raptor, and I think Crazy Legs. I got those figures for, for Christmas, and I remember getting the Action Force Blizzard and just being like, I think this is my new favourite figure of all time. It was just amazing. The card art is the same as the US version. He's on the front of the card. He looks amazing. He's literally as if he's jumped, made a jump in his skis. And he's like flying through the air with the, with the rifle and the backpack on show and everything. It's so awesome. And what was really interesting about this was that they changed a lot of the details for the file card as well. And yeah, and what I'll do is I'll read out those those differences now. So on the US, I'll start reading the US card and then I'll input the UK version stuff on there too. So file name, 
Natale Gregory M in the US, or Gregory M Natale. And for the UK, Gottlieb von Trapp. Nice. <laughs> so so they, they decided that this guy was going to be European as opposed to, uh, you know, as English or whatever, or Brit- any of the British com- com- uh, yeah, countries. Serial number 432442464, that's the same. Grady 7, that's the same. Birthplace, Wolfborough, New Hampshire in the US. Guess where he was born in Action Force? Um, Whatever you say will be wrong because it was an error. Okay, go on, I don't know. So they wrote Leipzig, Austria. Okay, but Leipzig Germany, is in it? Germany. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I, yeah, because I've got money on them to win the uh, Champions League. <laughs> well, I have done a ton of research, or tried to, a- aka two minutes on the toilet just before coming on the show, trying to figure out if Austria, that part of Germany was Austrian at any point, and that it was just like a mistake based on the time period. But I don't think it was. I think it literally is just an error on the card. And they meant to say either somewhere else in Austria or Leipzig in Germany. Now, another interesting point is that I have looked for Leipzigs in Austria as well. And there aren't any. I've tried and failed dramatically. So it just doesn't exist. Anyway, going through to the rest of the card. Blizzard led an experimental security team based at Thule, Greenland for an entire winter. Their objective was to determine what kind of training and conditioning worked best to prepare men for combat in Arctic conditions. They found that training and conditioning had little effect. Only the hardest and meanest men, and I must say that in the UK version they say only the hardest and meanest, they leave men out again, made it through the course, and Blizzard was the hardest and meanest of the bunch. So it's quite interesting we've had a couple of changes already to the card that I don't think were necessarily necessary. And then the last bit is, the Arctic is totally unforgiving. You make one little mistake, you've had it. The cold makes you tired, and being tired makes you careless, and being careless makes you a statistic. Blizzard doesn't make mistakes and doesn't get careless. He wants to make the other guy the statistic. And interestingly enough, they changed that in the UK as well, and said... Blizzard doesn't make mistakes and doesn't get careless. He wants to make the other guys statistics. So it's plural in one and singular in the other, which I think is quite odd. So I don't know why they made those changes to the British one. I do understand why they made the na- the file name and the, and the birthplace changes. I don't understand why they changed the other aspects. But they did, and that's what you get. Uh, another thing I'd like to add on this, a couple of things. Obviously, my dad was based in Thule in Greenland at one at one stage in his Royal Air Force career so that was another reason why I really loved this figure like I always you know when I get those connections it was like amazing yeah. and had I known that it was an error on the card and it was actually Leipzig in Germany that would have made it even cooler because I was born in Germany as well so um, th- this figure is just all sorts of awesome in any case we got another version in 1991 in the UK, and that is Tiger Force Blizzard. Now, G.I. Joe have Tiger Force. Captured Cobra vehicles repainted and rearmed. Tiger Force, showing the colors yellow and black. Hungry to find them ready to attack. Tiger Paw, Tiger Fly, Tiger Shark, and Tiger Cat are ready for combat. Nobody beats G.I. Joe, the Action Force. And I cannot wait to post pictures of this bad boy on the Twitter because. He is bonkers. So instead of the white uniform, they've gone for a deep, deep, thick yellow colour. Yes, yellow snow. And he's known as yellow snow as a kind of in the fan community, which is quite cute. The central section, which was brown on the other figure, is now orange. 
that continues around his neck piece so that is now one piece as opposed to the uh, the, the first version which was just that central section is orange with black tiger stripes which is just the most glorious thing you'll ever see and then all the other things are like that kind of it's like a it's like a gray and then black for the gloves so you've got the gray pieces of like the knee pads the thigh pieces the straps and all that kind of stuff and then the helmet's all that yet thick yellow with the silver eyes and then all of the the gear is black bar the pistol and the rifle which have done in that deep yellow color again and again it's the the one change they make to the card they keep it the same as the uh uk or sorry the european release the action force release and they make one change and that is that they said at the beginning blizzard led an experimental security team based at Thule, greenland for an entire winter for the tiger force team <laughs> so I, I find that quite cute that they've added team twice nice in any case blizzard version 2 absolutely love him think he's brilliant and i even love his tiger force version he's just one of those great figures that just exist in the gi joe universe and doesn't get enough use in the comics but i love the fact he was in this one he was in the nintendo game and he's been in numerous commercials tons of you know all other media uh, and I, I should also say that he was released in brazil as well in the commandos emacau uh, line as nevasca which obviously i believe I, I obviously is uh portuguese for blizzard nice nice informative um, as always so how, what, how many versions have you got well i have the u.s version on card i have the action force version loose which is the original one i had when i was a kid i have a couple of the tiger force versions loose and carded and i have obviously since then he's been done in the modern era as well uh, and i would mention all of that too but like i kind of feel like i just wanted to focus on the original figure but uh, there was a version two in like 97 which was like a basically a repaint of like a i want to say like frostbite i could be wrong on that one but um it was yeah it was weird and it wasn't really that great but then like the modern versions of blizzard they've done a regular and a tiger force version and i have both of those carded good stuff good stuff uh, more more hidden gems next week from mr toy himself diagnosticate right now though i you've confused me there slightly i want to confuse other people because it's time for british colloquialisms aka over egg in the pudding we got a pudding we're gonna egg it we got a pudding we're gonna over egg it we got a pudding we got no criticisms that means it's time for some british colloquialisms you can go first this time i think uh yeah so my one i kind of kept I kept for this one, it was almost like a, uh, what do you call it, like a, I had too many before, so I was like, you know what, I, I need to kind of keep one for the show, and I was in conversation with my wife the other day, and it was probably about a couple of weeks ago now, and I'm, I keep doing it, I say it all the time, it's something I've, I didn't realise I say all the time, and it is all over the shop, yeah. and that is often also changed to all over the house, which obviously I did brick the other week as well. Yep. So I just wanted to, yeah, all over the shop, which just means like it's just all over the shop. Yeah. A mess, shall Someone, we say. Yeah, a mess. Someone who's had too much to drink and he's all over the shop. Someone, uh, Deontay Wilder, when he got punched by Tyson Fury a bit too many times, he was all over the shop there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I like it. I use that a lot as well. That's a good, or I, I, I've never heard all over the house. Never heard that variant. I just, um, I, I just implant 
other things into saying oh is that your own one is that That something i think i've done yeah but i'm sure other people have done that Um, i I sometimes use the variant all over the show all over the show is a good one especially for this one (laughs) we're all over the show show. jesus yeah my one is i'm not sure if i've used this one before but i still use this one not many people i don't think use it anymore people tend to use the american variant now in the uk and when you want to be first for something in the US, people will say shotgun. Oh, yeah, nice. In the UK, people will say bagsy. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right, I see. I see. If you want something, you say bagsy, which means, you know, it's your, your turn, your go, your first. You bagsy something. Brilliant. Don't know, don't know why or what, what that reference is at, but, you know. I used to use that a lot as a kid, and I've only started using it again recently, but uh, most people kind of say shotgun over here now in the UK. But were, were you a bagsy man? For yourself. I know I've 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 used bag well, not really. I think I'm not even sure if it's British. Okay. But then again, then again, I do remember it for things like Oh, you know like when you used to play football yeah. and you'd say things like bagsy not in goal. Yeah, yeah the I ha- yeah, that is British. It's gotta be, hasn't it? Yeah. Bagsy not in goal kid. means that is boring. I do not want to be in goal, I want to be striking. I want to be up front, front, mate. I want to be scoring scoring goals. goals. I want want to be a hero in this match. That's like not saying you want to do something. That is Bagsy. I do not want to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Bagsy Um, not in goal or something I used to hear all the time. Yeah, and it'd be that slow. You're right. The slow one who didn't say it quick enough. He's like, "Sake, I'm in goal again." Yeah, Um, yeah. That that would be me. Yeah. (laughs) Right. um, Listen, man. You've got to do another another podcast in seven minutes. So let's let's wrap this up. Uh, we'll wrap it up by doing this. We ask you a question. Listeners, answer a question posed by us, just for you. There's something, something, a question. <laughs> you always get the lyrics wrong now. It's brilliant. Oh, uh, right. I love it. We asked you, what is your favourite TV show of all time? And what is your current favourite TV show? Uh, as always, with questions like this, 50% of people uh, failed to read the question properly or chose to ignore it and listed hundreds rather than what is your current favourite, what is your all-time favourite. So, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's literally just like str- everyone like literally streamed out like 30 suggestions. Well, no, it's about 50-50. 50% probably just listed one in each category and 50% thought I'm just going to list them all. So I'm going to read them out. So this is current, current favourite shows. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Never heard of, never seen. Oh, it's amazing. All right, don't even That's know what... the uh, Andy Samberg, Terry Crews, and it's like, you know, they're in New York and they're right. a police department and it's really funny. It's great. Action one, is it? Uh, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. All right, okay. It's hilarious. Uh, sex education, never heard of, never seen. Um, the Outsider. The Outsider, I don't think I've seen that. Never heard of. Jack Ryan. That's good. On Amazon is that, Prime. Is that yeah, the really dude good. from Hunt for Red October? <laughs> no, it's... Oh, I don't know, actually. Who's Jack Ryan? He's out of something, isn't he? Well, Jack Ryan is a... It's a character that... It's like an author job. Like, the, it's like a its like a, a series of books that have now been turned into... Is that the guy in Hunt... And then what was the next one? What was the movie after Hunt for October? Uh, November. <laughs> Jack Ryan. I have no Hunt. idea. Yeah, it is. It is Hunt for October, yeah. It's the guy Alec Baldwin plays. Oh, cool. Tom Clancy. Is it a Clancy job, then? Yeah. Is is the Jack Ryan a Clancy job? Yeah, I think so. And then then someone else played him after Baldwin, and then so, uh, Affleck played him. Affleck played uh, Jack Ryan, didn't he? In I what's don't that one? Some of all fears. Oh wow! Wasn't that okay. Jack Ryan? Okay, this, then, is, this is interesting. I wasn't aware of all of this. Uh, the and then Ryan your man verse. Chris 
Chris Pine played him, didn't he, in a couple of movies? I, I again, you, you, you're. I, all I know right. is the Jack Ryan that's just come out with the dude from The Office, who right. you know, the dude from the American Office, uh, who was in like those um, Quiet Place and Quiet Place Two, and so on and so forth. Okay. I forget his name now. Oh, here you go, Patriot Kaczynski Games. Patriot Games. Was that Harrison Ford? Yes. Yeah, Hunt for Red October, Clear and Present Danger. That was Harrison yeah, Ford. Yeah, this is Some like, if, fears, you imagine, that was if you imagine a reboot of Jack Ryan's character, that's it's what like this Bond. is. It's like Bond. Every every few every few years they get a different character uh, actor to play him. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's was, interesting, man. Um, Jack Ryan. I didn't know that they were all the same character. I did not know that. That's really cool. Goldbergs. Never heard of it. Yep. That's great. That's like a, it's a comedy. Uh, my mate Adam Riches, who is a... A comic artist. Yep. He's really good friends with the producer of that show, okay. uh, like, almost like the creator of it, Adam F. Goldberg. All right. It's about his life, effectively. Okay. Um, and he is the. This is this will really float your boat. He used Adam F. Goldberg's likeness on the sneak peek modern GI Joe art. No way. So that sneak peek modern figure that came out, the card art is actually Adam F. Goldberg. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you learn something new every um, five minutes. Walking Dead. Now I have heard of that. Ugh. I think I watched the first Boring. two episodes of season one and didn't continue. I got up to season three or four, and then I just I just got fed up with it. Okay. So fed up with it. Uh, Picard. <laughs> yeah, that's been good. I've only seen one episode. Really enjoyed it, and, right. but I, you know that's because it was on for free on YouTube. All right. Line of Duty. That's a BBC mo- That's a BBC show. I think I watched mm. one episode. I hadn't seen silly. it. I didn't watch anymore. Ozark. I've heard good things. Heard but I of that. Seen it. That's uh, what's his name in it? Jason Bateman, I think. Yeah, Bateman. Really uh, cool. Fargo, never seen. Yeah, it's, uh, honest. As the TV show is actually all right. It's all right. just a bit. It did, I, I get really confused. Well, not confused, but I, I I don't get the premise of this is a true story and it's not a true story. Right. Have you ever heard that with Fargo? Like at the beginning, you always see that thing where it, that it says like this is a true story. I've seen the movie, yeah, but I haven't seen the TV show. And it's not a true story. And it's like, well, why are you telling me that at the yeah. beginning? It's, it's such a weird premise. All right. Um, but I do. I did enjoy the show. It was quite good. Uh, Ray Donovan. I think I watched one episode and that was never seen for it. Me. Uh, Homeland. Watched one. Watched the first series. Thought it was junk. Didn't continue. Mrs. I Loves. Kind of- it's the only. It's the only fictional TV show my missus watches. Yep, seen it, but not uh, not stayed with it. Uh, Final Space, never heard of. Never heard of it. And uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's amazing. Yep. Yep. So that was the list of current favourite shows, of which those are, I have... What about The Mandalorian, guys? I've probably, only, insane I've probably only seen one or two of those and haven't heard of the majority. Now... His all-time favourite, uh, Band of Brothers, suggested oh, by yeah. uh, someone one. we all know. By me. Yes. <laughs> uh, that had quite a few votes as well, so quite a few upticks on that. Yeah. Don't think I've seen it. Sorry? The Wire. Never you seen it. Seen ba- hang on, you haven't seen Band of Brothers? No. Why have you never seen Band of Brothers? It's unreal. Right, it's amazing. It um, the Wire. Had a lot of votes. Never seen it. I've tried it, and I just never got into it. Uh, i tell you what, I did have a couple of votes. Cracker. Robbie Coltrane. Thanks, Dave Reese, for that one. <laughs> and someone else as well. Who was it? I think it might have been Phil. I can't remember. But yeah, I seem I have seen a few episodes of Cracker back in the day, and it was, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, the Prisoner, never seen. Mm, never really got into that. Yeah, never got into that. From Earth to the Moon, never heard of. Never heard of it. Uh, Spartacus. Uh, it was yeah. I mean, I, I watched all of it, but I, I yeah, I think it was just down to just being. I don't know. Right. Never didn't even know there was a TV show. Uh, Lost. Now that was junk, wasn't it? It was. I 
I really enjoyed it, but then it got to the point where you realised we're never really going to get answers here. So the ones that you wanted, the and then problem, the end. Yeah, the problem I had is I watched the first season, and I was way behind, but there was a guy at work who I was like two seasons behind. There was a guy at work who religiously watched it all, and I would come to him every week saying, oh, this happened in this episode. Do we ever find a resolution to that? Or what happens here? And he'd, everything I asked him, he'd say, no, you never find that out. You never find you that don't. out. You don't. There's that nothing out. ever has like, a well, resolution. Yeah. Forget about it. The most votes was for Sopranos. Uh, never, yeah, I never, never really got into that either. Like, I watched bits and pieces, but never really got drawn in, yeah. yeah never seen it. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. Now, the person didn't specify whether it was the original or the remake. Uh, the remake, I started to watch and got really into, and then just fell off it some re- for some right. reason. I, I tend to do that. I did it with Game of Thrones as well. Right, never seen it. Uh, Generation Kill. Never heard oh, of. that's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Okay. What, what it's is a modern, that? modern... Well, you know, it's kind of like um, Afghanistan and, okay. and like all that kind of yeah. stuff. Actually, or is it Gulf War? I think it might be Gulf War era, oh. but it's really, really awesome. Okay. I-, I loved every second of that sh- that show. Breaking Bad had a couple of votes. I think I watched the first half of the first season and just... <laughs> We've talked about this in the no past. Interest. I'm not a fan of yeah. that show at all. Game of Thrones. I, I went meh. off it, honestly. I got really bored with it. Uh, Vikings. Never seen. It's a bit brutal. Uh, watched the first few seasons. It's It's good stuff yep. but yeah I, I don't know after a while i just got i, I had enough you know yep. uh star trek next generation ds9 and voyager they were all pretty solid yeah back in the day i've seen i think i've maybe seen have you watched ne- anything some of next well well we're, we're concluding here that i do not watch tv shows ever ever only fools and horses now that is a banger absolute classic play it cool <laughs> <laughs> that's all-time top 10 for me um grim play it cool trick play it cool never heard of grim don't know what that is like a grim fairy tales uh, okay all right yeah, yeah yeah crime story or crime stories i think i've ever seen it uh v yeah that was old school man babylon 5 babylon 5 was ugh, I, i'd started watching that when it was on and never got into it right. farscape never don't know what that is it was all right Nothing batman great. animated yeah that was amazing the original's a banger love that yeah. magnum pi used to watch that as a kid that's quality mental sunbow gi joe yeah that's one vote. brilliant was that me no no I'd, I'd i'd i tend to go back to gi joe sunbow quite a lot though right okay uh mash yeah uh mad men never seen i've started watching it and i just i I want to get drawn in, but I can't. So I, th- I think I think I'm going to be go bowing out of that one yeah. soon. Seinfeld. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen That's, it. I know some people that think it's the greatest thing on television, and then other people that think it's 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 marmite. I think. Yeah. Uh, Entourage. Never seen right. it. First season was okay, and the rest of it's a bit garbage. Uh, Eastbound and Down. I think I tried it and didn't particularly I, like it. I haven't been able to watch it, but not because I don't want to. It seemed funny. And the last one on the list is Quantum Leap. <laughs> Brilliant. So I'm surprised there was no... If we're talking animation, no one mentioned 90s X-Men. Yep. No one mentioned things like Mandalorian, which is like brand new and seems to be... <laughs> is epic. I think it's fantastic. Yep. Archer wasn't mentioned. That's a really good kind of cartoon one. Bob's Burgers is amazing. I can't get enough of that. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that, yeah. We, but then again, it was only a couple of days worth of uh, yeah. trawling, wasn't it? I mean, I can't 
particularly speak of what my current favourite TV show is because I don't really watch serialised TV shows. If I'm looking at all time, me personally, I would... Uh, I've, apologies, I forget who said it, but I would agree that Quantum Leap is in my in my top ten, definitely all time. Uh, the A Team is in my top ten. Yeah, A Team, big time. Cheers is in my top ten. 